This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Kilts and Kiwi, brought to you by the Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Society. Members of the society and wider Scottish community explore the connections between Dunedin, Edinburgh and Scotland, culminating in St Andrew's Day celebrations in the Octagon on Sunday, November 27th. Chat, music, history and giveaways, proudly supported by Dunedin City Council Events and Community Development.
Hello, hello. Killed some Kiwi, Simon here. And we've got some guests. And I'm just going to bring that down and um, say hello to Marion. Indeed. Kia ora, Simon, and kia ora, everyone. It's lovely to be back again on Kilts and Kiwis after, um, oh, I'm thinking about a two-year, two-year hiatus, I think shall it has we say. Been. Yeah, yeah, two so, years. no, it's really good to be here in the studio with Simon and with the wonderful James McAndrew. James is in. Good, mor- good morning. Kia ora. Um, kia ora. Kia ora to you, James. Um, we've got a fantastic show this morning with you for the next couple of hours. Mm. Lots and lots of music and chat about possible, all things Scottish. Pop- possible guests. Mystery guests. Mystery guests. Mystery guests. Organised guests that might not show, Indeed. might be out there. Indeed. Val, are you out there? Um, George K. Yeah, uh, we, yeah, George K. Yeah, he could talk no, about Scotland. He might I can be give a no him, show. I'll give him a ring. Um, we started the show with um, a group called Horo, which I thought was oh, Māori, Māori group, but no, they're actually um, now Horo are a five-piece group. No, they're six. They're a six-piece group. And the track we played was uh, Marion. <laughs> Please pronounce. Pure to Beal. Pure to Beal, which is actually... Um, Gaelic. Gaelic, Gaelic. And is... Uh, um, hold on, let me just refer to... It's um, a traditional form of song, native to Scotland, that sets... Gaelic lyrics, Gaelic lyrics to instrumental melody, tune melodies. Historically, they were used to accompany dancing in the absence of instruments and to transmit instrumental tunes orally. So that's that's mouth music as a whole, isn't it? Yeah, that's it is. Mouth, yeah, so yeah, it's a yeah. mouth and music there are many piece. communities who do use mouth music um, mm. in the north of Scandinavia. Uh-huh. So Mon- that's you think Mongolia? the link, or do you yeah. think it was yeah, yeah, yeah and the Celts. Yeah. So I guess yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, when there's no instruments as such. I guess they would use percussion, but no sort of yeah, tuneful. 
instruments, I guess. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. That was, quite um, powerful. Yeah, so that's Horro. Um, and that album was, uh, it's quite recent, 2018. And it's on um, hmm, their own label. So, yeah, they, I think they're out of Glasgow. And um, then we followed that up with a tune um, that Marion um, had. And it's, um, what's it called? What was the tune? It was To the Shore, it's wasn't it? It's called To the Shore. and A different version to what you were thinking about, though. Indeed. So that's that from version. Blue Rose Code. Mm. And um, Blue Rose Code is Edinburgh songwriter Ross Wilson. And he's an alt folk singer-songwriter, but John Martin, Van Morrison, as you said, went a bit Jerry Rafferty there as well. Right with the sax, yeah. And the yeah. guitarist, the, the guitarist, his guitarist is the very much the one that brings in the John Martin influence. Yes, if people don't know who yeah. John Martin is, check him out. M-A-R-T-Y-N. Y-N, mm. yes. And I saw him at Sweetwaters when I was uh, in the 79. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, um, in uh, Narahia. What's his famous song, Will You Ever? Will you, uh, no, it's a bit before my time, hit John Martin, I think. Really? I think that was towards the end of his sort of career in that late 70s oh, when he that played. Was, that was his greatest hit. May what you was never. his greatest hit? May You Never. May, May You, you never. never. Shall we try and find that maybe? For a it's a beautiful song. Okay, yeah. well, May You Never. Well, I'll just make a note of that and we'll find that. So that was, yeah, Blue Rose uh, Code. And the album that song was from is appropriately named The Water of Leith. And that was came out in 2017. So that was one of the reasons I had to be listened through to that one as well. Yeah, it's Of course, great. wonderful connection between the Water of Leith here in Dunedin and uh, in Scotland. Mm. So, yes. Mm. And the other slightly, well, not so tenuous connection is um, later on the programme, we'll be talking a wee bit about a recent visit I made back to Scotland to the, the part of Scotland that I'm from is Dumfries and Galloway, mm-hmm. um, which has a strong... Uh, arts, uh, art scene. Go, go yeah, isn't there a Galloway Arts Centre or something that's quite prominent yeah, there? Yeah, there's quite is a few it, there. A few? And okay. um, anyway, we will talk later about that. But Blue Rose Code played at a couple of festivals down there, so I picked some music from that area or visiting musicians to that area. So, hmm. and that was great because Marion didn't actually know that Blue Rose Code was actually looking, and, and will probably still tour here. Um, we had it sort of on the cards to come through and obviously COVID hit and so with the Arts Festival running now or about to next week but so in two years time maybe they will um, be coming along so that's uh, Ross Wilson and his group there's a five piece he does do stuff with um, Eddie Reader and they do um, like a Celtic songbook show as well, so there's a few things there, but obviously as a group as well, there. Um, Everyone's connected. All Scottish singers and musicians are connected. Yeah, but this, yeah, another, they do they? their particular show though. I'm trying to think what it is. The, a new Celtic soul or something. They, I think they put a soul bent on Celtic songs, and Eddie sings with. Um, I think there's usually a couple of um, female singers, but Eddie's one that we um, we were looking at bringing out with Blue Rose Code. So that's something that will possibly come up. Who knows these days. Um, just like the show, who knows? And um, yeah, and well, kilts and kiwis. I'm going to tra- check in now. This uh, Croft number five, and 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 I find these guys quite interesting. I don't actually have um, average white band with me, which are a Scottish band, which they is are. quite yes, unusual, isn't are. it? A Scottish band with a black drummer. Uh, okay, all yes, right, yes. And um, yeah, this track is what have I got here? I've got track number 10. Why did I pick that? 
Gambrinus. Let's have a listen to that. Uh, Croft number five.
Kiwi on ORFM with James McAndrew, Simon Fair, and my good self, Marion O'Kane. Um, the the bookshop band. The bookshop band. Cool. Yes, that was the bookshop band with a song titled A Shop with Books In. Now, the bookshop band are a UK um, three, four piece. Three piece. Three there, piece. Was it three? Yeah, three, three piece of them. band. So there's ukulele. Uh, cello, yes, mm. and uh, like a squeeze box sort of a slash cor- accordion, piano accordion. Yeah. She's sitting down and sort of squeezing it, and had keys to it. Uh, it's, it's got another name. It's uh, mm. um, anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, keep on it. Keep on it. Keep, hold that thought, James. So they've been writing <laughs> and performing. They've been writing and performing sco- songs, not scones. They've not been performing scones. Um, they probably eat them though after they, the shows. They probably do. They're in bookshops, aren't they? They are. It's they true. are. Yeah. For a few years now, and they've been. Um, uh, they started off just playing very informally uh, with, uh, with in their local bookshop and people really liked them. So they now travel around um, towns, cities, I guess, perform at festivals, but they always perform in bookshops and the songs they write are inspired 
by um, novels, by books. Mm-hmm. And books in general, because it was and, the books. Yes. And books in general. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they also wrote the soundtrack for a short am- animated film, which was nominated for the best short, best animated short film in the Oscars, a film called Robin Robin. Oh, okay. Which I hadn't actually oh, heard R-O-B-I-N. of. R-O-B-I-N? Robin as in the bird. Bird, yeah, Robin. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. The same guys who produced... Oh, we've got a bird in the studio. Is that a Robin? <laughs> it is today. Was that a Robin? It is. A Robin Redbreast? Is that one I hear? So, yeah, so the same guys who did the... Um, oh... Cheese, um, the Wallace and Gromit. Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, so those yeah. animations. Anyway, Aardvark, Aardvark Productions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, they, so it was one of the ones. They wrote the soundtrack, all the music for that film, Robin oh, Robin. Okay, well there you go. That which was be, nominated that this year. Yes, yeah, this for year. Not, this year. Okay, oh, yeah, cool. For best short animated film. Yep. Anyway, and the reason so, I got onto the bookshop band, who I'd never heard of, was the part of the country in Scotland I'm from is Dumfries and Galloway. There is a small town called Wigton. Wigtown, W-I-G-T-O-W-N, but we all sort of say Wigton. Mm-hmm. And it is Scotland's national book town. Now, there's a number of towns in the UK that are um, nominated or named book towns. Mm-hmm. Um, very small town, rural setting. Wasn't really doing particularly well. There was a, a, a large... It's a dairy farming district, large creamery which shut down. There was lots of unemployment. And back in 1998, um, I think some government funding came to it to regenerate it. There was a number of bookshops and it has thrived and grown since then. And every year there is a huge Wigton Book Festival. And um, of course, the last two years, lots of it has been online or, um, you know, limited, I guess, limited in terms of the pandemic but it's back on this year and um yeah it's it bring it draws a huge amount of people down to the area that's amazing yeah it's and the season its population small. is only 880 uh-uh. it's that small i thought i was sort of picturing maybe a town <laughs> no, like no. Omaru. <clears throat> no but it's, it's like a, well it's a village isn't it isn't it when you call it a village in school lawrence. lawrence yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. you're right james yeah. it'd be about the size of lawrence and there's probably about 11 or 12 bookshops Okay, All yeah. different genres. God, genres. So it's um, one of those sort of, it's like a destination it is, to go. It yeah, is. yeah. And one of the main bookshops there is um, uh, the, the, the bookshop, which is where Sean Bithell, who you may or may not have heard of, he's written a couple of books about being a book shop owner and book um, seller. And um, yeah, he's quite well known worldwide as well. So mm-hmm. oh, it's a second hand bookshop. Most of them are second hand bookshops. And oh, okay. It's cool. So that's where the bookshop band idea came and from. And from where the area you're from? They aren't, but they play in the book festival, yeah. Yeah, 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 and that's great. But I, I just love the idea of the of three people playing in bookshops, and mm. I guess they it goes um, hand in hand, doesn't it? Really, <coughs> there is the, well the way they're doing it because they're acoustic. It's yeah. just a light, and their themes 
uh, uh, book orientated and stories. Have you seen the NPR series on? Uh, it's on American television. It's in a library. It's called the uh, Tiny Desk, and it's a it's a it's a, a library basically with a. Oh really? The NPR desk. ones are. Yeah, I and, have seen some of those. Uh, you know, people like Sting and Robert Plant. Also, Elvis Harding. Yeah, I think the chills are done. Playing this tiny place. It's a it's a library, and it holds a couple of hundred people. But but just seeing them standing. Playing acoustic, yeah, sort of semi-acoustic it's performances. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing, and particularly a big. Oh, I mean, that's not a particularly big. Well, it's a big bookshop, but not high ceilings for acoustics. But some of those older libraries, you know, with beautiful acoustics. Mm, yes. And I remember actually what you've reminded me of, James. I've seen this wonderful video of a pop-up. Um, it was four-piece harmony choir. Mm-hmm. And it was filmed, I think it was a big, it was a university library in one of the big cities in Spain. So you see everyone's students studying away and and then um, there'll be, I'll just say there's a, one of the choir members will be perhaps just facing the bookshelf, looking at a book, one, well, intensive, one looking at something else. And, and then they gradually come together and the music comes together and they're all standing quite distant from each other, making this most amazing sound. And it's very, very clever to watch. How many, how many singing? Is it? Pa- yeah, 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 yeah. A cappella, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Beautiful. And all you see is the heads, because it's shot from, you just see students who've been working away, and then they're just sort of looking around and looking up, and it's the most amazing thing. And I guess as venues, I mean, here in Dunedin, we have the... Um, a tiny, the, is it something, book festival, uh, uh, music? In no, the, in the library. Yeah, yeah. Nooks uh, and crannies. Nooks and crannies, Have you, yeah, play, have they you played, played at that, James? I haven't. I've, I've, I was going to, but then... Pandemic came along. I've been along there and seen other people playing, it's, it's which lovely. is very cool. Yeah, we've sung. Our, yeah, yeah, pro- our yeah, choir has sung in that one, and it's just amazing because it's got that feel of um, nooks and crannies. Mm. I guess that's the best description. Yes. You, you're going in somewhere, and then suddenly there's someone playing guitar or singing yeah, or in the drumming lift, in the corner yeah, somewhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. anywhere. It could be yeah, anywhere around the uh, the venue. Uh, eh? Yeah, and interesting. And different venues for playing. Yeah, yeah, I and guess you're so. Both Especially if it's so sort of semi-acoustic sort of music well, the, works well, the, pretty the, much anywhere. Well, the Inchbar does a, every, every Sunday. There's somebody yeah. down there playing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's, and yeah. that's good. Well, they've got a, yeah a stage. They, but they, I, I guess thinking about venues, you wouldn't normally expect yeah. to have music performed. Well, yeah, they, but then you when know. you look at a lot of venues, uh, the so-called traditional or the you know the venues, the night venues, they're not really venues. They're just sort of pubs with with a bit of space, well, aren't they? So it's not it's you know what I mean. There's not many designated Okay, you've got the cook or the the dive, and you've got the Musos Club as sort of designated. I, I guess the folk club is, but it's it's tiny. It's now. a lounge, it's a, yeah, it's yeah. But bowl, it is a designated club. venue. I, I um, guess what I meant was so right, so a library or oh, a, yeah. a hospital. Yeah, but then, to see, or, but that should you know that's the thing. And it has, it, we there's had, no reason um, why you shouldn't be doing. We like had that. for um, Te Wiki o Te Reo Māori a couple of years ago up at Wakari, where where I work, um, I managed to wangle one of uh, the Kapaka groups to come in to the foyer there, mm-hmm. and it was just wonderful. And people, you know, there's quite an open space there, and the cafes there, so there was quite a lot of foot traffic, and people just stopped and just, it was very very special. And I mean, obviously, you couldn't always be singing in all areas no, of the hospital, yeah, but there's but something it's about social that. well-being, mental really? health. Yeah. It's an uplifting, yeah. you know. There's a lot of this. There's arguments, you know, of having yeah. these um, and those different, activities so in various different places. Venues. When we were nurses, this is a long time ago, junior student nurses. We used to go around the hospitals at Christmas. 
Yeah, singing. Yeah, sure. I think yeah. they still do. They still do, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yep. yeah, I've been in that choir, the yeah. you know, Christmas choir. Yeah. But we did the same thing we, when the flooding in India hit. We played uh, both both foyers, Dunedin Hospital and Wakari. And um, the, the, we got lots more money at Wakari. People just walked past it because <laughs> there's so much going on in the main foyer at Dunedin. Oh, had, right, you get lost they, in they, it. They, yeah. they didn't notice us. You know, was, we were just sort of... Well, Daryl Bazer interviewed us there. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. He, how much money have you made? About $9. <laughs> the railway station, I often think that would be, you know, in the where the beautiful... Oh, um, yes, it would be. In the tiled yes. area. And if it's you were, as an there. audience, looking... Down, down. Yeah. I think that would be a very cool place. As yep. long as there was no amplifiers involved. Yeah, yeah, it'd have to be acoustic, yeah, yeah. Or, or very low semi-acoustic, yeah. just like yeah. recording. And it's interesting that, okay, we're going back to this whole bookshop thing and playing um, uh, music in bookshops, there's, and, and there's a trend now that's happening, and it may well, and I'd say it would maybe in Wigtown, a lot of um, bookstores are getting into vinyl. And selling, and, and, and not just new, but secondhand. So it's quite a nice little, um, and, and this is even in New Zealand, like um, um, Headley's in Masterton is yeah. well known for um, music and, and books. And in fact, David Headley, the owner, does a lot of these high end music books. He did the George, you know, the limited edition, they're, they're hundreds of dollars, but beautiful, uh, like George Harrison Project. He, he deal, he does, he's done quite a few Beatles ones, and I think he did a Bowie one. And they're, they're, you know, limited edition, 2,000 copies worldwide. And he, yeah, but, so there's that. Uh, I think there's, a, uh, there's a, a bookshop in Rotorua. There's a guy in Queenstown, actually, a book, a book of music set up, I think, in, in Macaulay. So it's, 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 it's happening, yeah, quite a lot. And I remember UBS when um, Bill, Bill Morris. Noble? Bill Noble? Noble. Oh, yeah, he yeah. used to be the manager of, I think it was Bill Noble. Yeah, he Bill had Noble. classical music. He sold classical music, and in the time they did uh, DVDs, yeah, a lot did. of classical opera well, upstairs, the, and they played it through the well, store. Well, it's, it's being refurbished, the, the, uh, the UBS, and I'll guarantee they'll be selling vinyl. Guarantee it. You think? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's been closed for ages. It's been across the road, so... It, the must who be knows? Some, who knows what they're selling? Yeah, but they're, 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 yeah I think it had to be earthquake strengthened didn't it and I think they're putting a part and they didn't need the upstairs so I think what's happening they've decided to turn the upstairs into offices and apartments maybe I think sure. and downstairs they're just re- yeah, they're remodelling it it's a, ni- it's a nice yeah. fit though the vinyl and books mm, I guess because mm. you go into bookshop to browse don't you well yeah. unless you're in a mad rush to get something but generally eh? and, and that and fits with looking yeah. for music yeah. so, so that will be interesting to see how Wigtown goes maybe it will become um but yeah. it's a very, very cool, it's a beautiful, the, the setting, I'll try and describe it. So there's a big old square and a big building, which which is the town hall, which bizarrely looks almost like a French town hall. And I'm not sure why it looks like that. Um, and it looks over the, the the water, over the Cree estuary, over to the hills, Cairnsmore Fleet, which is which is my my mountain, my manga, actually. Um and it, it's just, it's glorious. It's a lovely, it's got a lovely feel. Mm. Mm. And lots checking. of little, little, um, little houses, beautifully painted and, you know. Wigtown yes. County building. Oh, yeah, there's that. Yeah, are we looking here? Mm. Those here. Mm. The, the our town old, hall. Our, our old library used to be where the Carnegie Centre is now. Because Andrew, Andrew Carnegie, of course, gave money to Dunedin to build a library. And... Um, it, that was a beautiful place. Um, I mean, the new one's functional. It was not beautiful. Whereas the old library was really beautiful and had some lo- lovely acoustics in, the, in there. 
and now it's a series of rooms for adult literacy and that sort of thing. So, yeah. But yeah. that was the original building was Andrew Carnegie all around mm. the world, the Scottish gentleman. Mm. From Dunfermline. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. he just built these um, yeah. libraries. And he did, and he had a great belief, as many Scots did, that that should be accessible for all. Education. So education yeah. and, and being able to... Um, take books out of yes, the library yes. and read, but like the Athenaeum. Yes, indeed. Um, it's a good but example. I think yes. Same idea, so that um, whatever you did <laughs> for a living, you could still get a book out and, and you can still and get have edu- a look at that. education. Yeah. yeah. Wicktown Town Hall, designed by Thomas Brown II, 1862, incorporates some elements of an earlier 1756 building on the same site. It's a two story, eight bay, rectangular, planned. French Gothic former courthouse and county hall with a tower in the north elevation and a large mansard attic. Mm. Well, it has a very, that's where lots of live music happened. And in my youth at high school, that's where we now. all, I am still in my youth, you that's where we all went for to dance. dance and party. Oh, okay. It was, it was the yeah, place. We did. It was the that place was the to place. Go. So it's, look, it's great to see it thriving. It's wonderful. And of course, it brings. Uh, tourists to the community. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so. Big, big sort of weekend. It's sort of, yeah, to my mind, just straight away when you start talking about it, I thought of Omaru and the heritage area, mm. and I thought, yeah. oh, yeah, but it's it's sort of, no, even we, it's not, but, but it would have a similar effect, I think. Yes. With, yeah, people coming in like they do into Omaru's, you know, because yeah. it's just a tiny part yeah, of the town, <laughs> yeah. but it's probably where most of the people, visitors would go. Yeah, two yeah. streets, really, isn't it? Yeah. It actually yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. And it would be, that would be the whole Wigtown, really. Yeah. yeah, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Kilts and Kiwi, Marion, Simon and James. Um, we're here, of, of course, to help uh, promote our upcoming um, St Andrew's Day events. And I say events this year because um, we've got uh, a St Andrew's Day dinner uh, Friday night, which I think is November the 25th. And uh, it's at the Dunedin Club, and there'll be entertainment, and there's a set menu, and uh, we're talking to a few people about uh, various bits and pieces, so we'll have details on that in the coming, uh, probably in the next programme. Um, it'll be a limited ticket, ticket only sort the, of the uh, menu. event. Yeah, the yeah. menu set, and, and we know I've got all that, and I've sort of the, the entertainment's all together. There's just a few things around the event that. Um, we're going to hopefully sort out next week, and um, we'll be all go. And of course, being inside, it means it's it's an event that's going to happen, which yes. is nice. Yes. Um, because our other main event on the Sunday, which is the twenty seventh of November this year in the Octagon, is the Celebrate St Andrew's Day event, which is a family event running from about ten o'clock, and plenty of activities, have a goes. Oh, it's interesting actually. Just I, I digress. Uh, I was talking to Ian Seater, who does the haggis ceremony for us, and will be at the um, dinner on the Friday night as well. Uh, and he was talking about an event. And Marion, I'm going to throw this at you. Um, he said there's a Scottish because uh, we were talking about Dukin for apples. I was talking with Ron uh, McIntosh last oh. show. Yeah, and of course that's ne- you can't do Dukin for apples now. It's, well, it's probably uh, you know, I'm going to take my radio presenter head off and put my public health nurse head yes, on. Yes. I'm going to <laughs> say a big no. No, no, exactly. So <laughs> let's not go. But the concept, you know, we're trying to, and so the, you know, we're thinking of other things we could do. Now, now Ian Seater came up with one. He said there's a, a Scottish, and it's so okay. Now I'm going to try and remember what he said. And he's going to get back to me on it. Um, it's I think it's items of. Maybe it's chocolates dipped in treacle or something. As, do you, and, and, and you're dangling and you're not allowed to use your hands and you've got to eat 
Yeah. What's that? So you, you're nodding. So this is good. So I'll try, um, and, just, I'll try and describe this. It's a really. It sounds like what we can do. Very, very it sounds messy, possible. Very oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh it's, in, it's incredibly messy. Yeah. So if you can imagine a, a string so what tied. Is it what, yeah, go on. Yeah, sorry. A, a string tied. I'm, I'm trying to think of the name. Of it. Yep. String hanging from the ceiling, and we would tie a big uh, a treacle scone. So ah, I can scone. describe okay. that like a giant a giant scone. So the size of a, a family pie, to mm-hmm. use a Kiwi yep. analogy. So that's hanging from the ceiling and <clears throat> it is covered in treacle. So just think how sticky that is. You stand underneath it with your hands behind your back. Oh, yes, that's and, you're standing underneath oh, under, it. And for okay. added bonus points, we blindfold people because yeah. that's quite fun as well. Yeah. Oh, God. So imagine three or four of those. I can see a couple of volunteers for a demonstration hanging, of this. Hanging in a line, uh, the, the, the treacle scones hang in a line. And then it's the first person to uh, finish the scone. Okay. So you're yes. biting, you're biting and, and it. I'm liking the sound of this. And survive. You'll survive, <laughs> but you will be absolutely covered in treacle. So we used to do this as children. Uh, yeah. I think maybe a demonstration fun. could be good and then we can open it up. I, I like that idea. I it's think wonderful I can see it. to I can watch. See it you don't have to be blindfolded, but that's really fun because obviously the the big treacle scone, it swings around. Yeah, Because yeah. it's on a string. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying um, to see if we could, how we could do that. Anyway, yeah, no, I forgot. I think we can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Nice. In a big space. Did you? So I there is a name for it though. So is I, that traditional? Is it you something know, to I'm do not with sure Halloween if or name, something? It's to do with Halloween. So yeah. Dukin for apples. That that's named, but treacle. There will be a name for it, but we just it was a big treacle. So treacle scone with the treacle on it. Yeah. Or a big, yeah. 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 And, and treacle's golden syrup for us, isn't it? Treacle. No, treacle's treacle. <laughs> it's, it's it's a bit thicker, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure you can get t- tins of. Yeah, treacle scone. Bizarrely, treacle scone be made with syrup, but you have the treacle as black, sticky. It's what you put make gingerbread, James. Oh, yes. You ever make gingerbread? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. Yes. Right. Um, what do we call it? Molasses? Is it? Is it? Is it uh, similar? A wee bit different, but um, same it's in idea. the same family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but treacle's just, treacle. Oh. Treacle's treacle's oh, treacle, James. Right. All right. I think you might need bibs, though. If people have dressed up to go out well, for that's the I mean. dinner, we did a demonstration, it's really maybe messy. a couple of people, yeah. And there might be some, maybe some suits or something. Like I've got some um, overalls, maybe. Yes, I would say overalls. <laughs> but it would probably yeah. one of those things just to give it a go and see. Because yeah. like, the idea of uh, Celebrates in the End of the Day event mm-hmm. is to have a go at various things and try and find a lot of Scottish activities, uh, foods, drinks, just to, for people to try and get involved with. And... Um, yeah, and that one came up. So that's Ian Seater. He, he's um, um, sowed a, a good seed there, I think. So um, will there be the traditional porridge eating competition as in previous years? Yes, and there's a pie eating, haggis pie eating. Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty of entertainment. Um, strong, strong person activities. Um, strong person, that's good. Yes, yeah. could very well be. Um, and that's that's lifting the stones of manhood. And uh, there's a stone carry this year as well. We're, we're putting in the stone carry because we've got matting to cover the octagon, the road there, to, so people can do so. People can have a go at that. Um, unfortunately, we haven't got around to getting smaller 
stones of manhood so the, the lightest is 60 kilos but that didn't stop a lot of people but hopefully you know next year um, we'll get around and get maybe a 40 and a 50 kilo which are a little bit you know but anyway um yeah so there's there's various things on the go um for uh, maybe playing uh, i'm thinking about doing the big blow off which will be a piping so you can be the loudest piper um, and that could be open to public. We have now secured our own set of bagpipes. Oh, yeah, that's right. But, of Good. course, with the health nurse, uh, you know, we're going to be limited to the amount of people. We've got a couple of um, 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 mouthpieces, so we can get a couple of people to give it a try. And there will be, I guess, pipers out there who we could put out the challenge. And um, in time, maybe that could be a Guinness, Guinness World Record sort of uh, type event. Going forward, M high Simon, M high. Yes, yes. Oh, there's a lot of organisation for Guinness World Records, and it's the same thing with the porridge. And, and I know it, it can be done with you, speed you, porridge eating because there's nothing like it in the world. But you've got to go through that process, and you've got to have a judge who's exactly, part of and you've Guinness. got to bring them in, and they have yeah. to come in from Guinness. And so the, the, you know the, these sort of things can happen as, as the event grows. Where, where, and is, where is support. Guinness? Where is it? Well, I think they must have an Australasian. They must have Australasian judges. But first of all, you've got to submit your activity, and it's got to be reasonably well set. So there's a few things there to go through, obviously, but um, it's got to be accepted first, and then and then you're away, and then you have to have their judge, and they come well, in. We had the chap who, um, the Dunedin person who, remember when there was the, not the argument, the dispute between Baldwin Street or the street mm, in mm. Wales. Well, that's right. <coughs> being yeah, street the, and, and com- the steepest. Commas. Yep, yep. And uh, this, uh, the, the, the Dunedin person went all the way to Wales and went through all the Guinness process and da da da. And, yeah. yep. and yeah. disproved it, didn't he they? Did. He did, yeah. he did yeah. disprove well, it. Well, it wasn't a street, was it? It was uh, some sort of. Um, it was like an off. It sounded like it was just yeah, a track <laughs> off, off a bit. Yeah. It's, um, anyway, we, we, we managed to we're, we're claim off, the title we're back. We're talking about track, we're well off it. Aren't we? Oh, <laughs> it's all it's all relative. Anyway, on, on St Andrew's Day, um, I've been charged with the task of going down to the to Port Chalmers in my Scottish attire, and greeting people coming off the ship and with a megaphone telling them about the event in the Octagon. Yeah, that that was the plan, but we've since been told that that's not allowed. It's not well. No, there's no point. But what there is, there is at Toitu all the cruise ship. So what happens in there's a cruise ship in town on the day of Celebrate St Andrew's Day, which is where we really based our event when we first started on cruise ship people coming through but then in the last few years it's become more of a public Dunedin event and now we're going to have the combine the two happening but uh, in the past uh, the uh, cruise ship people were dropped off at the top of the octagon because it's a Sunday so there's plenty of parking up there but the powers that be have decided A they say and this is the way they did it oh we're not going to charge you to have them dropped off but and uh, because you're taking over the normal place, because they normally get dropped off in the octagon. So, oh, no, we're not going to charge you. Okay, oh, thank you. That's very nice. But, but we're going to drop them at Toitu. So they're all going to be going to Toitu. And no one's allowed to go to Port Chalmers. They don't take it. Well, no, it's not they're not allowed. I just think they don't think there's a place where they don't have a public space or something for someone to go in. They, they, they decide it's all very official and there's no, yeah. So I'd find one. Good God. Yeah, but I think it's probably once they get into town, then you know they're only a block away and that will be where we all hit right. them up with pamphlets and information. And, and music. 
They'll hear uh, the music. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah but depending on the wind, and hopefully there's not too much of that. But yes, school um, of the pipes and the cannon, and yes, yeah, the cannon, the, the CD of a cannon. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's much louder than a real, <laughs> real cannon. Yeah, but not a visual. We could actually have bring the cannon down and make it look like it's <laughs> yeah, going. We could, and just have smoke well, and flour the, the, coming yeah, out of it. There's an official cannon in the bells of the town hall, and there's a man charged with firing it. He was really upset that we didn't get him when we got. You know, Paul Belug and his friend oh, okay. from the Waitangi Militia. And he said, how come you didn't ask me? I'm the official king. Yeah, we didn't I'm know. The, I'm the canoniser. Yeah, <laughs> but is that person still around? Or is that, well, that, that was a gone? couple of years ago. I, yeah, I dare say he was... Well, maybe you should bring it out just as a ceremonial thing and look. Yeah, it could just be a, a visual thing. Yeah. It could just pop. With a CD. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Through the PA. So that celebrates St Andrew's Day. And, of course, a lot of this wouldn't happen without our, our, our great supporters. Um, and, and Haraways, of course, are our main Absolutely. Uh, supporters. And, that, and, of course, with the porridge connection and the Oti pancakes, there is free uh, food uh, uh, there available for people to taste and have. Um, we've got a twist on the cheese. We've got Evansdale cheese involved this year, Marion, which is great, local local um, cheese producers. We used to work with Whitestone. Well, Marion sort of got that going, which was great. And they were with um, Nairns. Nairns, um, we have Nairns biscuits, crackers and things to taste there. So, oh, It would just be wonderful great... having it back on again because this is two yeah, years we did. Years, yep. There wasn't one. Yep, yep. Like many other yeah, um, yeah. festivals. Yeah. So, so, And there's a few more things coming out of the woodwork. Um, I know Ron's onto the, the Polytech uh, uh, brewing a Scottish ale as well as Emerson's. Yeah, yeah. There's a club there, so that they'll have. So there'll be a couple of options on uh, oh, at, at, to taste. Um, talking with NZ Whiskey Company again, who've um, set up. They're actually distilling now in Dunedin, and still based in Omaru, office-wise. Um, and Cadrona, Cadrona Distillery, very keen to get involved. Maybe we might have some tastings or even a, a bit of a talk. Um, that people can go away to, uh, like we do with the Edinburgh Room tours, yeah. um, which are run in the in the council building there. Because we are a society group, um, always looking for people who are keen to help out. But um, we're, we're aligned with the council, and we have access to their um, facilities, and they give us support, especially now that we've been um, deemed a, a major community event, which was a, a good move forward for us, and it gives us access to more support and promotional um, opportunities from the council. Yeah, so Kilts and Kiwi. Um, let's have some Doogie McLean. Um, farewell to Craigie Doo is the tune we've got coming at you.
And I lived the free life on the rover, from the Murray's Green Basin to the dusty outback. Well, I waltzed my Matilda all over. Then in 1915, my country said, "Son." It's time you stop rambling. There's work to be done. So they gave me a tin hat and they gave me a gun and they marched me away to the war. And the band played waltzing Matilda as the ship pulled. Away from the key, and amidst all the cheers, the flag waving and tears, we sailed off for Gallipoli. And how well I remember that terrible day! How our blood stained the sand and the water. And of how in that hell that they called Suvla Bay, we were butchered like lambs at the slaughter. Johnny Turkey was waiting; he'd primed himself well. He showered us with bullets and he rained us with shell. And in five minutes flat, he'd blown us all to hell. Nearly blew us right back to Australia, but the band played waltzing Matilda. When we stopped to bury our slain, we buried ours, and the Turks buried theirs. Then we started all over. And those that were left, well, we tried to survive in that mad world of blood, death, and fire. And for ten weary weeks, I kept myself alive, though around me the corpses piled higher. Then a big Turkish shell knocked me arse overhead, and when I woke up in me hospital bed and saw what it had done, 
Well, I wished I was dead. Never knew there was worse things than dying. For I'll go no more waltzing Matilda. All around the green bush, far and free, to hum tens and pegs, a man needs both legs. No more waltzing Matilda for me. So they gathered the crippled, the wounded, the maimed. And they shipped us back home to Australia. The legless, the armless, the blind, the insane, those proud, wounded heroes of Suvla. And as our ship pulled into Circular Key, I looked at the place where me legs used to be. And thank Christ, there was nobody waiting for me to grieve, to mourn, and to pity. But the band played waltzing Matilda as they carried us down the gangway, but nobody cheered. They just stood and stared. Then they turned all their faces away. And so now, every April, I sit on my porch and I watch the parade pass before me. And I see my old comrades, how proudly they march. Reviving old dreams of past glories, and the old men march slowly, all bones stiff and sore. They're tired old heroes from a forgotten war, and the young people ask, what are they marching for? And I ask myself the same question. But the band plays waltzing Matilda, and the old men still answer the call. But as year follows year, more old men disappear. Someday no one will march there at all. Waltzing. Matilda, waltzing Matilda, who come waltzing Matilda with me? And their ghosts may be heard as they march by that billabong. Who come waltzing Matilda with me? That was Eric Bogle, who's performing at the Folk Club this Sunday night. Um, 
and I've been reliably informed that there's nine tickets left. So if you want to go to that, you can book online or hope for the best and head up to the um, Opo Bowling Club. It's in Dunedin, people, if you're listening. On the, on the on the uh, podcasts and uh, probably the if event would have gone by then. But anyway, right. yes. yes it would have happened. But, anyway. <laughs> but this has been live listeners or people in, in, in and around Dunedin. And um, a good reminder of the the folk club and where it is and how to find it. Yes, it's, it's a nice little stroll for you, isn't it, Marion? Have you been along? It's, it's just nothing. It's the bowling club and it's a bit difficult to find a park, but you have to sort of park adjacent to there and and walk a wee bit, which is good. Um, but anyway, Eric Bogle was a pretty famous Scotsman who was, in fact, born in um, Scotland, in Peebles in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but he, he was 25 when he went to Australia in Adelaide, so he's been more time in Australia than in, um, in Scotland. He doesn't speak like that. Um, that's an accent I could do. I could do an that's, Australian, yeah, that's quite Australian, good. Yeah, that was all right. I'd do an Australian accent. If you want yeah, you that. could be Scottish-Australian. Yeah, I come from Australia, mate. I'm um, from South Peebles. Uh, so originally, originally, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's an Adelaide's uh, Australian accent, though. That's what well, I'm asking. Well, yeah. look, you've got me that there, That sounds mate. a lot like that's a Wallamanu sort no, of that's, Australian that's, accent. That's a, mate, it's a Peebles uh, slash Adelaide accent. Okay. Um, you can argue with that. Continue. But, yeah, okay. Well, anyway, um, anyhow, I'll get back to talking in a Kiwi voice. Um, Eric Bogle. One of his, um, you heard his, one of his, it's probably most famous song, and the band played Walsing Matilda. Um, so he actually wrote that tune, did he? Is that his I believe tune? I believe he did. It doesn't yeah. He didn't. But uh, the other one, that, um, No Man's Land for the Greenfield of France, which was um, got in the top 30 Is that, is that a traditional tune, do you think? Marion's sort of, yeah, we're, we're, sort of, we're going to check that. We're going to see if it... I, it, think, I think Eric Bogle did write he wrote, that. Yeah, OK. He's, he's 78, so... Well, he's done, obviously done pretty well with that tune because obviously with the Pogues version would have, would have given, if it was, if he was the songwriter of that tune. Yeah. And it is almost like a traditional um, hmm, track, I guess. It's a lament. And, yeah, um, yeah, okay, yeah, um, nice. Um, anyway. Um, and I think on the poster, James, I saw there's three of them. Is it a trio that are coming? I, I'm not sure. I, I think it, there's more than just Eric Bogle on there, which suggests to me that there is... Well, he, he, he performed he would, with another gentleman who... Like, so he plays guitar? Uh, and, and, yeah, he does. Yeah. And, and the other gentleman played guitar, and they, were, they sang together for a long time. Beautiful harmony. Okay, so it might be that with one other. Maybe no, it's well, he, 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 no, the other gentleman died, mm, so okay. these other people will be new. So I dare say it'll be Eric Bogle on guitar, somebody else on guitar, and maybe an upright bass or something, I'm not sure. Okay, hot off the press. Waltzing Matilda is a poem by Banjo Patterson. Oh. And it was first recorded 30 years after it was written. It was actually written in 1895. The tune. Uh, the melody of the song is attributed to Christina McPherson, whose family owned the property Dagworth Station near Winton in Queensland, oh. where Patterson was staying when he composed the poem. So it's actually an Australian tune. Banjo Patterson, mate. Banjo Patterson, mate. Yeah, oh, but where's, no. where's uh, Dagworth Station, well, Winton? Well, where's Winton in me. Australia? Well, we so Eric Bogle probably is not that well off then as, a, as an artist because that would have. Oh, it would be, it wouldn't be. But short. maybe the Banjo Patterson's family are. Well, we can ask like, him when he's performing oh, yeah. this weekend. That's right. The, James, you're going to take club. the recorder over. You can yeah, do, I could, do an interview. Yeah, I could do. I could do. Have we got a recorder. Yeah, the, the, the station's got one. Can, yeah, can, it's well, I'm going, pretty easy so. to. Opera. Pretty easy to it needs operate. To be, it needs to be easy to operate. <laughs> yeah, um, what, what's Banjo? This is obviously a nickname. What's his real Banjo name? Banjo Patterson. No, I think that is... Yeah, because he's he tied in with Slim Dusty, he isn't he? Born, he, was he wasn't born Banjo, though, was he? 
Uh, oh, curveball. Who knows? Uh, this, is a, this is pretty straight ball, if you ask me. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. Marin's going to have a look for us. I, 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 I just, I like to think of him as Banjo. I actually think that probably is what his name it could, was. It could, could be, well be. Could be Ben Joe. Well, it was the 1890s. 1890s. Ben. ben. It's a great name. <laughs> no, Benjo. Possibly a dog's well, name. But it's ben, still a, it's name. a rural Australian name, I believe. Bannockburn Joseph. Very Patterson. common in Wigworth. Near near Winton, well, Wagworth, Dagworth, Dagworth. I, I like to think Dagworth of him as <laughs> So um, well, that's um, yeah. So Eric Bogle appearing in Dunedin there. Uh, no, I think he's doing no. a national tour. Yes, he, is. Yes, he is. And I, I believe it was one that was um, booked and sorted for a few, um, and then obviously COVID came. But that'll be a great thing to um, get along to. Um, Right, what's next up music? Um, I was going to play another Doogie McLean track to see if we can get a vocal. So hopefully this one here... This so that was Craigie Doo was the song, Oh, sorry, it? yes, yes, okay. I was yeah, well enjoying that one. Mary. Yeah, yeah, Craigie Doo was an instrumental track, which I thought, um, oh, but it was quite cool. And um, it was um, just, vi- it sounded like violin and guitars and keyboard. Um, and it was off the album Fiddle, which was released in 1984. And, and Dunkelt is in Perthshire. That's where he's from. And Craigie Doo is was his house. Is it? Was, what yes. Was the... Yeah. And Craigie Doo uh, is black. Black mm. Doo is black, and Craig is a hill. So uh, Black Hill, Black mm-hmm. Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black Rock. Sorry, Black Rock. Craigie Doo. But you so. had an interesting little anal- analogy around those words, didn't you? Well, I thought it was quite yeah. interesting. I think so. Maybe I think the it's listeners do as well. So. Um, as I said there, do D H U is Gaelic for black, and uh, colloquially, it's probably quite old-fashioned. But we would call a muscle, so like a blue lip muscle here in Scotland, they're much smaller and darker, so they're almost black. So we would call them a clappy do. So do referring to the colour and clappy. If you can imagine the shells, you know, mm. as a child sort of playing with shells, uh, muscle shells and picking things up with them and clap, so clappy. Like canest- clappy. canisters? Can- yeah, you, can- you know. Yeah. So a uh, clappy do. Uh, well, here's an interesting fact. Uh, Banjo Patterson's real name was Andrew Barton Patterson. There you go. Well and James. he was born near Orange in New South Wales and eldest of seven sons of Andrew Bogle Patterson. Isn't that amazing? Oh, there you Andrew go. Andrew Bogle Patterson. So maybe it's been, it was in the genes. It might have been in the, either the, the corduroys. So now you've got to go back, James, and, and, and look at uh, Eric Bogle's ancestors. Has he got relatives in Australia? And that's, is that the reason why he went well, to Australia? who knows? It's and is where Banjo Patterson's from, Dagworth Station, near Adelaide, maybe. Well, so there's a bit of homework o- Orange is in New South Wales, so it's quite a long Oh, okay, no, Adelaide. okay. So that, that, that theory's down the toilet. It, it's, well, the toilet, it's a lavatory, I prefer. Oh, lavatory. Yeah. Lavatory. Okay. Or a kludgy, if do, you're in Scotland. Do, a kludgy? The kludgy. Not the, the kludgy. Not the lavvy. Or the lavvy, yes. I the lavvy. I'm going to the lavvy and maybe some time. So where's the bog from? The oh, bo- it's Irish. Oh, the bog. Is the Irish, is the Irish term... <laughs> that's a bar it, somewhere, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is a bar, but I'm wondering if that's the, the bog is a term for toilet, isn't it? I wonder if that was Irish. Questions, questions. Lots oh, of homework for you this week, James. Yeah, they're flying out. I've got Some great questions to have. I've got to come up with a Scottish accent for the next month, so... Um, no, next in the week. next hour. And, oh, no. I, can, <laughs> I cannot well, do next that. Show. No, it'll be a week. Anyway, let's get back to Do- Doogie McLean. We're going to try this track, and hopefully it's... Uh, ooh, it's a, it looks like it's a... Oh, I don't know whether it's going to have vocals. We'll give it a try. Spoutwell's Ride Chip Laduki. We'll have a look and um, maybe work out how to actually say it and if that was correct. 
here we go.
Between lightning and thunder, three seconds the gap. A warm candle glow keeps this woodroom from black. My cat, she sleeps on old clipping mat, purring out echoes of faint pitter pat as the Subconscious and I are back on speaking terms. He's sending colors and beautiful words. And far, far away are the harsh city folk. I'm surrounded by country, surrounded by night as the rain pours. Lovely, lovely, Marion. Well picked. Very Kia ora, lo- you're lovely. back to Kilts and Kiwi. That was Martin Stevenson and the Dainties, who have their connection to Scotland. Has he a connection to Scotland? Well, he's a Geordie. He's from over the border, and he not too far away. Not too far yeah. away, and played uh, very popular and played a lot in Edinburgh, Glasgow area, and other places, of course. Late eighties, early nineties. And yep. I, Late night music, really. Yeah. yeah Elements yeah, yeah. of Lee Hazewood and, and Leonard Cohen, we thought. 
James, yeah. Elements, yes. Elements of. Yes. Yep, very lovely. Mm, nice one. The, the late night was your idea. I think he doesn't do it. An bit. idea, are you disputing? I'm just saying you go home feeling a wee bit pissed. You want something a bit brighter than that. Would you know? It's a, it's a wind down. It's winding down, yeah. isn't it? It's winding down. What, what, what do you think, Matty? Well, he sounds he. That's one of his quieter tunes. Uh-huh. If, okay. you, if you couldn't yep. sleep, perhaps. So he had a, had a range in his repertoire. He had a range in his repertoire and nice. still does. Okay. And he, I was reminded of him because of a friend of mine let me know she'd gone to see him recently. So all these okay. sort of and hue and cry. We're touring okay. again. So many of the, so it turns out many of the bands of that time in Scotland, 80s, 90s, 80s, late 80s, early 90s are um, it, it, turning up again oh, and yes. playing again. Yes, Hugh and Cry those. was a band. Yes. Hugh and Cry. Yeah, yeah, they were sort of soul, soul duo, weren't they? Sort of soul. So it's around about the time of, uh, who else? Orange Juice. Um, I remember Orange Juice. Blue Nile. Altered oh, Images. Nile. They're Altered again. Images. They're Strawberry again. Switchblade. Did you ever know the Rosillos? Do you remember Not them? personally, no. But you, no. Were they a, I think they were a punk band, but I think they were Scottish. I think I saw yeah, something about them Blue, playing Blue, again. Blue Nile singer, what's his name? The, the main singer? Or the only singer? He sounds like Frank Sinatra to me. Blue Nile. Yeah. Mm. I, love, I love their album. Mm. Their albums. Oh, they, they were on that... They're, they're that, a bit dreary, but... They were on the Lin, that Lynn label, weren't yeah, they? they the, were, the high-end they sort were, of production well, sounds and... and, and yeah. Simpsons, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're on Kilts and Kiwi. Um, Marion, Simon and James <coughs> celebrate St Andrew's Day. Pretty much said it all. Uh, late late November coming up. Um, Sunday, November 27th. Hopefully a free, free event, free family event. Come along. And Eric Check Bible, it out. we've got a bit of correction. Oh, yes. Sunday, man- October 16th. Yes, it is. And I'm James is possibly going to have a chat. Yes, I'll take and, it. And we'll even try and record it. Yes. So hopefully that happens. The yeah. chat and the recording. Yes. It would be good. But, you know, you have a chat, you have a chat. That's good. Yeah. And you can relay it at a, at, a, at a later date. I'll give it to you, Simon. You can put it on. Okay. Yeah, sure. Or if, if it didn't record, you can just, you can just talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you will. It's, without, it's, without it's, 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 it's a job. It's a job on the go. Yes, it is. It's a job on the go. Yes, yes it is. Okay, I've got... So, um, yeah, sorry, Mary. I was just thinking, it felt very Scottish here in Dunedin yesterday with the... Th- the snow flurries mm. of Dunedin. That was a decent storm, it wasn't it? It was a decent storm. I, I think the Could last one I remember that was like that, we actually, and the reason why I remember it, it was in the 80s, um, and we had a, and it was in my second year of flatting down North Road, is that double brick building just by the petrol station there, and we had a party. And I remember the party started at maybe six or seven, it was quite an early one, and it ran till six or seven the next day almost and it snowed continually while the party was going and so that was like a 20 or 12 hour it was a decent amount of snow we had it was on and off for a good maybe longer maybe almost 18 hours of snow on and off i think it was quite magical yesterday it was quite deep hey yeah we i think 15 20 centimeters there and um both both of us up in the hillish suburbs. Yes, got 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 a good um, got a good, good I was surprised though that the amount of I got up. You were up and around about eight, eight checking out and things, and there was not that many kids out in the snow. I was no. quite surprised because, like in our day, and even when um, I'm up in Dalmore, um, even over the last oh, probably about ten years ago when we had a, an okay dump, we there would have been ten fifteen kids out. Yeah. Going going down the um, down Fortune Street, which is quite steep, um, on on boogie boards and and various bits of cardboard, and but nah, hardly any. I saw some some about about ten o'clock, eleven o'clock maybe, when the snow had sort of 
pretty much gone. Well, but, we, um, I lived in Warrington uh, from you know, early 70s till 90, and one winter it was so snowy that the, everything was closed and everyone stayed at home, and we all got up the Porteous Hill on um, sheets of corrugated iron. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. Everybody, adults, kids. Yep. Um, they, A community affair. It was, it was. Yeah, yeah. And at the end you got you know, hot soup and... It was a really, really well organised yeah, yeah. chaos, but <laughs> a bit um, like a bond spiel. Yeah, well, it was, it was, it was, we hadn't seen so much snow. It was, it was on the beach. Yeah, and uh, and I saw that at um, New Brighton in Christchurch, the yeah. snow on the beach, and at Karatani. Karatani mm. had it, yep. and Brighton down here. It was quite amazing. Yeah, it was it quite was. magical. A crispy, magical. crispy beach. Really and then we wake up this morning, and there's no sign of it. That's yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just yeah. incredible at all. The wind yeah. came up. There's beautiful footage um, of so mm. the the footage that we've had done of the. St Andrew's Day celebrations. The videographer, mm. Enterprise Dunedin, did some beautiful overhead footage of our of our celebrations. It must have been the last one, a couple of years ago, and I saw on the um, Dunedin NZ uh, Facebook page. He, well, I assume it's him, maybe one of their other employees, had made some other beautiful footage of Dunedin yesterday. So if you mm. do get the chance, mm. have a look at that because it's just stunning. Um, right up over the city from your oh, favourite place, stuff, yeah. Mount Cargill, James, mm. up there. Yeah. And down at the university, the university building looks glorious because it's got the the... Blossoms, but exactly. coated yeah, with snow, yeah, 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 and there's kinda... a lovely shot of Larner Castle, and I think the Tigers. But it's just lovely. Yeah. It's only a few minutes. It just gives a different perspective, and that's why I enjoyed the one of our of our event because you mm. you, you sort of saw the more just candid the shots of yeah. people, yeah. Um, shoveling porridge into their mouths or playing pipes it's just it's cool yeah, yeah, yeah. We're and there's some good shots of the dancers the feet and yes. the playing of the drums um or the drum in, yeah. in that, that occasion and there's some good little um i think jocks in there on the vid as well it's um he captured really good shots yeah 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 he it, captured it just, the yeah. day very well yeah. and i thought he captured yesterday well so, so how yeah. do we get that on online um so on um, for James NZ. and all our listeners, so it's Dunedin NZ, which is the I guess the brand name of Enterprise Dunedin. It's on Facebook. Uh, mm. They have a Facebook page, mm. and they the, he they also do lovely video footage of the Lantern Parade, and I've seen that as well. Mm. If you go into video, so you go onto Dunedin mm. NZ Facebook page, which mm. has hundreds of thousands of people on it, doesn't it? It's well thousands. Yeah, I think it's got 90 or 1,000 followers and such, or maybe 100 now. Um, and you just click on videos and then you scroll down, James, there's a St Andrew's Day one in there about you know 18 months ago. Well, mm. yeah, no, two years ago, I guess. Yeah. Um, I've had about 25,000 views or so. So, That's it's good. Good. It's getting out so if you're there. someone who's listening to us out with Dunedin or on the podcast and you want to see what our beautiful city down here, Otipote, looks like under a dusting of snow, please go to Dunedin NZ. We could put that actually on the Kilts and Kiwi Facebook, Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll sit that Let's do that. Yeah, because it we looks magnificent. There was a bit of mysterious thing yesterday. A woman was talking about her rhododendrons um, dying and you know being affected by the snow. Aren't they from the Himalayas? Yeah, it's I mean, the, the, but maybe it's in the state they were in. Maybe because. But the, surely the Himalayas gets more yeah, snow but than that, we it, do. Yeah, but maybe they come out early and that made them vulnerable. Maybe. Maybe when Maybe. they'd already flowered or something. Maybe. Maybe that's what yep. they were alluding to. 
Notes and Kiwi is made with support from the Dunedin City Council Community Grant Scheme and the Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Society. The Society fosters the historical sister city link between Dunedin and Edinburgh as well as planning local Scottish-themed events. A highlight will be the annual St Andrew's Day celebrations to be held in the Octagon on November 27th. Keep an eye on the Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Facebook page for updates. Special thanks also to Haraways for their great prize giveaways on kilts and kiwi. <laughs> well, it must be obvious to a lot of you know that our great Celtic heritage <clears throat> has been robbed um, over the years of a lot of its tunes by other countries less well endowed than ourselves. By that I mean that other countries have taken our tunes, put their own words to them and claimed a lot. America in particular, in fact, has been uh, one of the main perpetrators of this kind of nonsense. So tonight we'd like to kind of redress the balance and bring back to this country one of the old tunes that went overseas and we'd like to sing the traditional Scottish words to the old tune. Um, we're very lucky to get these words from Mr. Bill Hill who himself is a fund of knowledge on folklore, so thanks is to him. A man came riding out the west one wild and stormy day. He was quiet, lean and hungry, his eyes were smoky grey. He was lean across the herdies, but his shooters, they were big. The terror o' oh, the healing glens That was a poetry kid <laughs> He drum ho He drum The chuchter That come Free sky His sidekick was an older man And oh but he was mean he was called the Midnight Ploughboy and he come from Aberdeen. He had 27 notches on his cromach, so they say, and he killed a million Indians way up in Stornoway. <laughs> Poetry put it in the door, he sauntered to the bar. He poured a shot of crabbies, he shouted Slangevar. While midnight was being chatted up by a barroom girl called Pam, who said, well, howdy, strange air, would you buy a baby sham? <laughs> now over in the corner sat three men, free after tool. They were playing games for money in a snakes and ladder school. The fourth man was a southerner who'd come up from McMerry. He'd been a river gambler on the Balahulish ferry. <laughs> he drum ho, he drum The chukter that come the sky. Poetry walked to the table and he shouted, shake me in. He shuggled on the egg cup, he gave the dice a spin. He threw seven sixes in a row and the game was nearly done. But then he landed on a snake and finished on square one. 
the game was nearly over and Portree was staying fine. He'd landed on a ladder, he was up to 49. He only had but one to go and the other man was beat. But the gambler coped the board off and shouted, you're a cheat. Men dive behind the rubber plants to try and save their skins. The accordionist stopped playing, his sidekick dropped the spoons. He said, I think it's funny you've been up that ladder twice. And he always done the table when I go to throw my dice. He You okay? Fine. The gambler drew his ski and do as fast as lightning speed. Portree grabbed a screw top, he cracked him o'er the heat. Then he gave him Laldi we a salmon off the wall, and he finished off the business we his lucky grouse foot's claw. Portree walked up to the bar, he says, all hey, a half. And you like the way I stuck it on that wee McMerinyaf? But a southerner crept up behind his features, racked with pain, and he gubbed him way an ashtray, made out a curling stain. The fight went raging on all night till opening time next day. Break for soup and stovies off a coronation tray. He was getting kind of obvious that neither man would win When came the shout that stopped it all There's a bus trip coming in Sing this song in Galashiels and up by Peter Heat. Way down o'er the border, across the Rio Tweet. About what became a poetry midnight and the gambling man, they opened up a gift shop, selling fresh air in a can.
trapped inside with the train set Chocolate on the bottle, steamy windows when we met You got the attic window looking out on the cathedral And on a Sunday evening bells ring out in the dusk And Kiwi, and that was Bill and Sebastian, uh, Edinburgh band, Glasgow. Glasgow, yes. okay, yeah, okay. yes, very well known Scottish band, very up, and, and uh, for most of the stuff I've heard of them, it's it's it's, and they're, they're almost quite orchestral, aren't they? Yeah, and um, what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah, they've got a new album, I, I don't know what it's called or anything, but I, I yeah, I, I must have seen something on one of my feeds come through that they're doing something, maybe they're going to America. Um, for a tour or something, hmm. so um, 
Yeah. And they're another one I chose because I saw, well, I like their music, but also um, they have got a bit of involvement down in Dumfries and Galloway, the Galloway region where I'm originally from, um, playing a couple of festivals down there. So, yeah. So that, so that area, uh, Marion, so yeah. is, that, is that the Lowlands? It is indeed the Lowlands. So if you visualise being in the northwest of England, so that's the Lake District, and mm-hmm. to Carlisle, and yep, then Carlisle, to, yep. then turn left, and it's the that part of the country just at the bottom. So it goes from the the main town of the region is a town called Dumfries. So is that where the Hadrian's Wall is, sort of thing? Yeah, Hadrian's Wall runs from west to east or east to west. Yep. So the main town Dumfries, where Robert Burns died, mm-hmm. he's buried there, and then you travel west, keep going west, and you end up on the coast. Um, the other largest town is Stranraer, where oh, the Stranraer. ferry departs for Belfast. Ah, I've been there. Yes, I've so been on that. Across. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yep. it's a, a very rural region, beautiful part of the country, quite a gentle climate. Parts of it do remind me of the peninsula and Southland, so rolling mm-hmm. hills, so mm-hmm. the, the Galloway Hills and coast farming community. Um, has been a popular spot for decades for so art. sheep mainly? Yes, sheep, sheep and beef. Beef, yeah. Uh, okay. So Belted Galloway. So they're those um, cattle beasts that you see with the white stripes, so they're black hill cattle with mm-hmm. the big white band there. Okay. And um, because of the, the, the beautiful light there, um, it's been a haven for artists for, as I say, many years. Ah, oh, like landscape um, and... Yeah. Well, no, actually, Kirkubri is a small fishing village very close okay. to where my family grew up okay. and it's so you're coastal when you're upbringing? yeah well yeah very close, close to the closest. coast so it's a part of scotland that people so often west, west coast west south coast southwest coast. yeah okay. don't don't know so much about so people would whiz up across the border straight to edinburgh glasgow up to the highlands mm. but it's being a bit more discovered now and it was really heartening i was over there a few months ago and to see uh, you, you know lots of the festivals which just like in New Zealand um, have been postponed because mm. of the pandemic arts festivals, there's one called the Spring Fling, there's a big burn supper yep. um, which was actually they were a very interesting outfit so they don't just run a burn supper but... Because that's, that's January isn't it? Like January. Well yeah they, well, they, they do that they do but they month. also um, do uh, they're sort of community based yep. and uh, arts programmes so their thing is that cultures is is what connects people, which I think mm-hmm. we'd all agree with here. Yes. And they particularly look to providing events and it's music, art, performance for areas where there's a bit of rural and social isolation. So there's lots of wee villages in the mm-hmm. Galley, so it's mm-hmm. maybe not so easy to get to things. So oh, things don't come to them. Or things don't come normally, to them. Normally, so yeah. I think. On a on a broader basis, they, they sort of help fund. It's a trust, and they help fund. You know, bringing yeah, artists people to, through, to yep. people. So that was very very cool. And I did notice in the village I was staying in, there were lots of you know posters and advertising for events and performances, and yep, it so felt really it, it. There was a strong sense that people wanted to go out and do things, which was cool. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, and this is, uh, I just thought of um, Arts on Tour. I don't know if you've heard, James, um, and I don't know if you know about it, Marion. Arts on Tour was a, a sort of funded, uh, Creative New Zealand funded operation based out of Christchurch, whose aim is to take artists into rural 
I guess rural communities uh, and, and and there are a lot of these sort of uh, community arts groups around New Zealand and particularly in the South Island it's very well patronised Well Steve um, 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 you know, Karatani, Steve what's his name? Steve Thomas Yeah Steve Thomas, he's yeah. involved with Oh that, yeah you he? know him from Karatani uh, yeah. Oh I know him from years ago, yes Yeah, yeah, so yeah but they've, they've just had their funding cut um, Creative New Zealand has decided in all their wisdom just to, to do a clean, basically a clean slate I think so all programs. So they they booked 250 shows for next year or so already, and they've just um, had their funding taken from out of them. So it'll be interesting oh. what happens around that. I guess there'll be some, or maybe they just have to reapply. I'm not sure all the finer details about it, um, but which is a shame because you know the, the artists get to perform on Stewart Island, and you have a couple of days in Rakiora, mm. um, and they'll go to um, Okurito, Barrytown, Hall, Karamia. Um, Awaka has done it in the past, so yeah. the, you know the, the, the places that would never and and obviously Omaru, Ashburton, Timaru, um, uh, Akaroa, uh, Kaikoura is going now. Um, Westport, you know, places that would not normally be visited by artists. And I remember the Jews Brothers playing at in Rocky Order. That was a few years ago. That was marvelous. Mm-hmm. You know, it was so unexpected. Oh um, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's a good, good yeah, it's a great little. Um, and, and, and just like in, in the rural communities of Scotland here, there are lots of, we're going back to talking about different venues for music, mm. we're really blessed with the coolest village halls or, mm. you know, those sorts of, I'm thinking about community out halls, in Waitate, yeah. community mm. halls yeah. in Central and all over New Zealand, I guess. They and are. Scotland's the same. And many of them, um, well, I've seen a few things, you know, seen things all over the place. But they... Uh, uh, They've got a certain feel and a smell, a good smell usually, <laughs> of that floor and that stage. But it's bringing arts and performance to rural communities mm. is so, so important. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, the halls don't get used. Yes. And they, they're cold and, you, you know, often, mm. you know, dusty. I mean, certainly the pianos are out of tune because <laughs> I've been to a lot of them. <laughs> You know, I've been out with a spanner trying to you know, raise notes. I think that's the rules. The piano has to be out of tune. But anyway, that was yeah, just a wee, a wee plug for Dumfries and Galloway. Big so how did you find it? Like, so when was the last time you were there? How many years? Three years before. Three. So, yeah. uh, which is, yeah, pre, yes. pre-pandemic, I guess. So not not a huge amount of time difference. from. The, uh, but the difference was that they were sort of, that was four months ago, so mm. everyone wasn't wearing, they're kind of like how we are now. Yeah. So people weren't so wearing So still in the community, but yeah, people, still... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, starting to get out. Been hit hard though, so um, no, yeah. it's beautiful. It yeah, was so I guess hopefully beautiful. that's a taste of things to come for us. I guess I think so. So you've had two, two summers. You've had summer and summer. Yes, I didn't think I'd summer yesterday, but yeah, yeah. I did. Well, we haven't had summer, <laughs> but it's been reasonably mild. Um, although the winter, well, it's been dry, isn't it? Oh, has it? No, it hasn't. It's been. We've actually had there. It's all over the place, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we had a whole week of rain. You always take the which, weather, you take the weather with you, Simon. Aye, wherever you go. Ah, yes. It was yeah. It was an interesting weather weather um, winter. Indeed, there we are, Dumfries and Galloway. Please go. It's wonderful. It's a great place to visit. Don't just whiz on up the motorway to Glasgow and Edinburgh. Turn left. Heaven knows. When you go into Scotland, turn left. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. The borders is equally beautiful. I guess you fly into Manchester. Is it the best for you to fly into Manchester, or do you fly into Edinburgh or Glasgow? Glasgow. You fly into Glasgow. Turn left until you get to Finland. That's when you know you've gone too far. Yes, you would have. Yeah, Although Finland, have gone all the way round. <laughs> oh, so is that, that right? Is it? Yeah. yeah. 
It depends which way you're going. If you get in a plane and the pilot tells you it's James McAndrew, maybe just get off because you <laughs> won't be end up where you... Pl- just be prepared yeah. to be on the plane for a very long time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and run sorry, out of mate. fuel. Yeah, sorry, mate. End up on some desert island. Yeah, gosh. Oh, well. But he'll be performing in a community hall somewhere in the world, so it's wonderful. <laughs> Um, And before the chat, we had the Corries with the Portree Lad, um, and that was taken from the uh, 1970s recordings of um, the Corries, and that's live from Scotland as a two-CD set um, that came out as he scours the cover to try and see when that came out. But anyway, yep, so that's uh, the Corries live from Scotland. It's on Moidart. Scours scours the cover. Scours. Scam the cover. Scour. Scours. Scours. Yeah, I think I can. I think I can scour. Scours when you look at something. Go, I'm scouring so. it. Okay. Well, I'll we'll have a look. I'll have a look. In the meantime, I, I'm, I'm, before we have another Marion tune, I'm going to play the Banks of Dune. Ah. Songs of Robbie Burns. Aye. Here we go.
by Manran um, Thugan T-H-U-G-A-I-N-N your, your mic's sticky here we go sounds wonderful Simon I think you're right yeah, no. I'll give you that <laughs> oh, God. and it's a big thank you for Marion for coming along and um, jumping in the co-seat and um, presenting the show again it it's, was, it's, yeah, it's been great. lots of fun oh good I'm glad I know you're a little bit yeah. A little and, bit what, Simon? Um, what's the word? A little Simon? Bit, uh, not quite, you know, 70? what's going on here. So a little bit intri- uh, word, It's been it? lots of fun. On the edge of a seat a bit? What's it's that? just a, it's anchored the programme, Simon. <laughs> not quite. We've got, we've got a minute or so. Anyway, thanks, James. In a nice way, it anchored the programme. And we look forward to your um, Eric Bogle interview in a couple of weeks' time. Yes. And um, so people get along to that one at Dunedin Folk Club, Eric Bogle. Um, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks and um, keep an eye out on the Facebook page we'll, we've got a giveaway on the go and that's about us for another episode of Kilts and Kiwi thanks to Haraways Haraways thank you very much for their support not me you've got 30 me. seconds Jeff not me <laughs> This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.